Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Expert Answers from Inside Scientific. Inside Scientific is the online environment for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content that helps you do your best work. Today, we are joined by Vaughn Maysfield. Vaughn is a professor of physiology and integrative physiology at the Mohammed bin Rashid University. He's here to speak with us about microneurography techniques and research trends for the study of nerve stimuli and associated responses in humans. Let's jump in. Can you record nerve activity from multiple sites simultaneously? Uh, yeah, you can. I mean, of course, you need uh, two amplifiers, but we often record from the left nerve and the right nerve. So we have two neuroamps, and they they work very well. It's Obviously, you just have to get into two nerves, and that mm-hmm. takes a bit longer. You could also record from the same nerve you know so at a distal and a more proximal site this would be trickier getting into the, if you want to get into the same fascicle but it, it's definitely doable and there's no issue with respect to compatibility between the recordings from two to neuroamp amplifiers okay. recorded at the same time yeah perfect okay and then this leads us into our next question because i'm, I'm sure the there's maybe additional challenges if you go to recording multiple sites, but uh, a number of questions have come in. How does one determine the proper location of the needle to ensure consistent and accurate measurements? Uh, yeah, so one thing you should be aware of is that when recording muscle sympathetic nerve activity, for instance, the amplitude of the signal depends on the proximity of the electrode tip to the active axons. Now, you can't just get one subject and record from that nerve, you know, a week or two later, well, we usually wait uh, four weeks before entering the same nerve. You can't record and expect that amplitude to be a consistent representation over time because, as I mentioned, the amplitude depends on how close the electrode tip is to the active axons. However, many people will normalize the burst to the largest burst recorded in that recording session. So if you call that 1000, say, the largest burst you've recorded and normalize everything to that, then you can look at the distribution of amplitudes from one session to another. And But this is why most people are interested in just a very rudimentary, well, rudimentary but powerful means of, of assessing sympathetic airflow, which is simply to record the number of bursts per 100 heartbeats burst incidence or the number of bursts per minute burst frequency. Now, using single unit recordings, which is, of course, trickier because you have to make very, very fine adjustments of the microelectrode tip so you get close to one and only one axon, the nature of that signal is quantal. What I mean by that is that you've either got a spike or you haven't. And so with that approach, you can just recall, you can compare the, the signal from one subject to another because what you're interested in is the firing probability of a neuron, how, how many times per cardiac volt is it fire, et cetera, and the frequency. 
So using the single unit approach, you can compare recordings between individuals, but using a multi-unit recording, it's much more difficult to use anything other than uh, temporal measure measurements, that is burst frequency or burst incidence. Perfect, no, that's a very good answer. Perhaps on this topic of, again, training or just learning the fundamental skills, what suggestions do you have, Vaughn, for people that are new, new to microneurography and want to start? Oh, look, I think this, that's a very good question. Look, you know, micronography has been around for 50 years now. There are many people in the world doing it, but it's still a technique that is, is, is very specialist. It is not something you can just try at home. You need to be trained by a proficient micronographer. I, you know, in, in my lab, I, I, I take students every year and it, it and it takes me you know uh, a couple of months to train them but they'll still need to be making the recordings under under supervision it takes quite a while to become proficient it, it, it's not an impossible technique to learn it requires you to one experience it as a subject and Two, to be trained into inserting and manipulating a microelectrode into uh, a nerve because you're, you're inserting. This is an invasive procedure. It's very safe, but it is potentially unsafe in unskilled hands. So you need to identify an investigator who uses it and ask for training. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers and that you will tune into future episodes where researchers just like you answer questions about their work and share science. For the full webinar, please see the link in the description. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you next time.